everybody and welcome to another edition of Adult Sports Kid. I am your host Jason Paul. Thank you for joining us another week. We got more sports gaming news, although not too much. It seems like it's a quiet week. I don't know if this is planned by the sports gaming gods with NBA 2K out and Madden already out and the NFL season starting and NCAA football obviously in full swing. So uh, baseball getting down to the wire. So maybe it was preordained from a force greater than you or I that there'd be less news. So maybe that's a good thing. Uh, focus on the gaming. Before we get into that news, I wanted to talk about a few things, update you what I'm playing. And really, right now, it's NBA 2K all, all the time. If I'm, if that is, if I'm playing a video game, it's probably NBA 2K. I'm enjoying it. Uh, it was a relatively smooth release. Of course, last weekend, I talked to you about, or last week, I talked to you about the reception being overwhelming positive and seems like it still is although there were some bugs that definitely popped up first weekend squad invites not working um some very apparent issues with the defense started to show after a few days those look to have been remedied somewhat um and that sort of brings me to the first big thing is i want to shout out Dazar at d-a-c-z-a-r on twitter he uh he's a member of the dev team on 2k that i've shouted out before previously because of what he did this past week was just being super responsive to people he does a lot of the i think he works a lot on defense and offense he might only work on one side of the ball but a lot around play calling around how defenses should rotate against smart offensive plays really putting like a sim basketball mindset into uh the developers room it seems at 2k or the development team i should say he used to post on operation sports back in the day he still posts on twitter responds to fans so it's absolutely fantastic to have that sort of transparency and i've shouted him out on twitter and really responded to him saying listen we really appreciate what you're doing being so transparent and open and communicative with the community and it seems like because he got examples sent to him of defenses acting a fool basically People running into help that shouldn't have helped, leaving a guy open for three. Um, I think there might have been an example of, you know, just a guy running across court for no reason. Just sort of errant, erratic behavior that's clearly a bug or a glitch and really shouldn't uh, affect the gameplay. He went in and it looks like he made a made some fixes already for that based off the feedback. So that's great to see one, a member of the dev, dev team is one, so responsive. And two, like, cares. He really cares. It's not just, hey, let me get rid of this criticism for my Twitter feed because it's making my life, you know, objectively worse to see this. No, it's like, okay, he plays the game too. He understands. I see a lot of uh, prominent YouTubers. They respond to him so they can tell, you know, who is, you know, who's worthy to talk to when it comes to issues. And that means he's pretty responsive to, like, everyone in the community from the little guy to the big guy so i just wanted to give a shout out to the czar i thought it was absolutely fantastic what i saw on twitter this week so big shout out to the czar i hope that keeps on coming um other impressions for me i'm, I'm liking it listen i think the gameplay's improved as i said last week i really truly feel like this is just sort of a better version of 2k21 next gen because i've only played next gen thus far and I feel like a lot of times that works. I feel like not trying to do something super drastic actually makes you end up with a product that's refined and polished because he didn't use 
your development time, your brain power, your manpower, and your money towards big, outrageous new features that are going to take all the time, but instead you sort of patch up the things that are going wrong and add a little bit more, shine it up, and I think we see that with how the city works, how it's much more of an open-world RPG feel when you're in the city. I think you see that with little additions to my team, like a draft mode, uh, like my G or my MBA with coaches, uh, full coaching staff. It's these just tiny things, and then you see it even on the gameplay front, where it's like, all right, eliminate shot aiming. Nobody liked it. It could be easily taken advantage of by cheaters. Um, in addition to the shot aiming, make the defense tighter, make blocking a real part of the game you have to worry about and not be as random and finally make dribbling a little more fluid and they did that and we'll see right like uh, i think the gameplay also has to wash over us a little bit longer it's not just like a week or two it's you know it's the staying power of a game is is good it takes time so far i'm still having fun with it uh so that's great that's so really more of the same with nba 2k than that other than like you know, the squad invite issue, not really too many issues. Some games crashing a couple times when I tried to play a game in the old gym, which is where the 3v3, no no squads matchmaking, which I, I've had some good experiences and bad experiences in there with people quitting out so quickly. But I really haven't explored the breadth of the city. It seems like there's a lot of places to hoop, actually, that I haven't looked at. And we haven't, we've played a little bit of Pro-Am, my team. I got got washed because we're not uh, we're not we don't we don't have the stick skills of these twenty one year olds, but uh, you know I want to get into the wreck more. Want to had to make a new guy. It's a whole you know the drama with your guys. You, you, you this is and this is the biggest beef with NBA two K is how resigned I am that I'm gonna buy the hundred dollar version and I'm also gonna spend twenty dollars. <laughs> Um, to get my guy up into the 80s. And I resign myself to that fact every year at this point, and I, and I do it. So I went ahead and I did it, and sure enough, the, the way our squad shook out, I needed to change my guy, so spent another 20. Not proud of myself. Don't like I'm giving take to all this money. Um, I'm certainly become something that I've once made fun of and said I hated. So as we grow older i guess we have to also just sort of accept that eh, something we're gonna compromise our morals in some ways but it's to play a fun basketball game i you know i still contend there's ways to make this game so you don't get everybody spending so much money out of pocket just to be competitive and make it feel pay to win as, as it truly is without matchmaking but we've went down that road before we don't need to go down it now you know what you're getting into and you get it so if you like the nba 2k uh game generally over the past few years i think you're gonna like this one if you've been turned off madly by the single player my play or the multiplayer my player my career and the city you're probably not gonna like it if you just want but i i do fully contend that if you're just a card collecting guy if you're just a, a, a my nba gal if you're just a person who wants to just play your NBA games in my career. I think you can still get the $70 of joy out of it. I absolutely think you can. But if the other stuff turns you off so much that it just sours the whole experience, I get it too. That like you don't even want to be confronted with this stuff. But I do think there's game modes for everybody. And I haven't even talked about the, the WNBA modes, which I actually enjoyed last year playing. It was much more divorced from those microtransactions. And you can do full seasons, of course, with WNBA teams. And off seasons, 
but you also have a W, uh, you know, my W NBA player mode where you can take your own player and there was no microtransaction level things up. I don't know if that's still the case now. I haven't tried it, but there's even that. Like this game is is massive. It's fully rounded. There isn't really a gap. Like I said last week, Madden. There's surface. There's enough for everybody, kinda. But once you drill faster in the surface, it's not like you play Superstar KO mode all day, every day, forever. Not like you do the yard all day, every day, forever. Even franchise mode, and we'll discuss later. There's you know bugs that are gonna prevent you from taking full advantage of it. So I do think NBA 2K is quite well rounded. Um, so yeah, that that's sort of what I've been playing. It's just the NBA 2K. Uh, it's NBA 2K season, so to speak. So that's where I've been at. So for for this week's deep dive, I was thinking, um, you know, that the news is light, and we've done historical sort of discussions in the past, and I wanna I wanted to take a stab at something, and I certainly want your feedback and know, to know yours. But I was thinking Mount Rushmore of sports video games. I wanted to put one together. And now it's tough, right? Because with Mount Rushmore, it's like, what are the qualifications? What's your rubric? How are you grading this? Is it sales? Is it fun factor? Is it personal to you? So here is like, I, I'm, here's, here's the basic criteria I've set out as, as we discussed the Mount Rushmore. In sports gaming and i'd love to hear yours at adult sports kid on twitter tweet at me uh comment on videos on youtube we, we're gonna we'll put this up in youtube form you should pretty much every week we're putting up those episodes i haven't missed a week yet on youtube obviously podcast services um you'll hear this but really if you want to engage i do i do uh encourage you to follow twitter at adult sports kid the more engagement i get there from you the more engagement i'll get back and we can have a discussion and hopefully a good community out there the Mount Rushmore criteria for me is, is I think, uh, cultural relevance, right? Like, I, th- these games need to be culturally relevant if you're going to put them on a Mount Rushmore. Uh, two, since it's Mount Rushmore, this is a, we're going to stick to America. We're going to stick to resonance in America. If we look at sales, sales in America, culturally in America where it's at, sports importance relative to American culture is going to be important as well. And then I think you do, I think you, I think sales is part of it. Like I said, cultural, cultural relevance is part of it. Fun factors, part of it. I think lasting impact. I think people should still be playing these games today or at least their impact should still be felt, whether it's by the the iteration of because sports game is tough, right? It's like let's use this example. We'll talk about this. Tony Hawk Pro Skater, very important game, sold very well, very important music, and influenced so many games after it. Obviously, like all in the mainline franchise, but without that first one, none of the others would have happened. So we're going to have to have discussions of like which in a series would go. And then ultimately, I think with you you want a little bit of spread in time with the Mount Rushmore, I think. I don't think it needs to be a tremendous amount of spread in time, but I do think you want some. And I think you want to make sure that, you know, the real Mount Rushmore has Washington and Lincoln, right? Like, 
the big though you can't really ignore the big one so it's really it, impact matters and impact is dollars it's gaming and that's the other and this is all over the place but video game impact and i think some of my choices you'll see why it's important sports gaming is always looked down upon as less than as a, a type of game that comes out every year and fools dumb jocks into buying it and all it is is a roster update and i wanted to choose some games that transcended that games that truly made sports gaming respected beyond its normal dorm corridors of bros but something where everybody hopped in and played or could understand it and they couldn't get away from it it was culturally surrounding them and if you were a video game person you knew that and maybe even if hey even if you only played rpgs or fighters maybe i tried this game because it was just you couldn't you couldn't get away it was resent like it was a very good video game not just a good sports video game but a good video game and i think i picked some that fall into more of that category some that are more sports focused and hopefully sort of well-rounded and this is i mean you're picking four so it's going to be pretty controversial so i want to just let me i'm just going to google about mount rushmore one more time so we got Washington, Roosevelt, Lincoln, and Thomas Jefferson. So two really old presidents, obviously. Well, and Jefferson, too, founding father. And then Roosevelt was the most recent one when they built it. So you're going to see some recency on my list as well. I didn't want to shut out the legends. Let's just get to it. All right. First one on my list. This is a pillar. This is a game that was so wildly successful in the 90s. This is a game that transcended sports. This is a game that uh, lined up culturally with an athlete's rise in pop culture that was is really unmatched. This is a game that was played by millions upon millions, by casuals, by hardcores. It's a game that's still trying to be replicated today, and it's a game that everybody compares any game in that realm to this original and it's a game that's financial success is unparalleled and this game is nba jam nba jam let's look it up real quick so i think it's nba jam came out in 1993 in the arcades and since then it's sort of been ubiquitous uh there's been many iterations of it for this, we had to just choose NBA Jam. We'll just choose NBA Jam, not NBA Jam TE or or Hang Time if you played it like me for the first time on the N64. But NBA Jam was, it was lightning in a bottle. It was uh, insanely popular at a time when arcades were insanely popular. And this was the most ar popular arcade cabinet. And then when this game came to consoles, it was insanely popular. And then we have iterations that remain popular. And now today we still mimic the form of this game forever. Like NBA Playgrounds is completely derivative of this. Uh, NBA Street was derivative of this. The NBA Jam remake 
a, a decade ago Bayer was by definition derivative of it and really tried to capture the essence of it. And this game's still fun today. They're in, if you go to a barcade, if you go to any active arcade, like this is a mainstay. This is one of the pillars of the arcade. And it's because it was so fun. It's, you needed only a rudimentary level of basketball knowledge to play this. Anybody could pick it up and play. You pass, you shoot, you dunk, you push people to get the ball. And then not even to talk about like this was rise was when Michael Jordan was at his heights. Now, Michael Jordan wasn't in this game, but to put yourself in the 90s when everyone's talking about MJ and his airness and Michael Jordan playing basketball, winning championships, leaving to baseball, being on the McDonald's guy, being endorser of everything having critically acclaimed and financially successful movies for god's sakes i don't know how critically acclaimed space jam was i don't know why i said that but you get what i'm saying it was big basketball's relevance was huge and this was a part of it it was everyone got it everyone dunks were cool dunks were cool you couldn't run from that you were doing crazy awesome dunks the rules were simplified you had an amazing all aspects of this game are memorable from the sound of it from like hearing people get pushed to the floor to he's on fire from Tim Kirkchen. This was massive. And, and financially this game, $2 billion with a B $2 billion. This game made in quarters, $2 billion. That's wild, folks. That's beyond wild. I was reading. They said there's only there were only 20,000 cabinets. I don't know if that's true. If that was true, and 2 billion quarters came from 20,000 cabinets, that means every cabinet made $100,000. You know how insane that is? Do you know how many hands in the age of COVID, let's think about grubby hands touched the sticks, these children with their sticky, I don't even want to think about it, but so many people played NBA Jam and it's, people still want to play it today. People will go back and emulate the old ones. They'll find it in an arcade to play it. A lot of people, this is all they know about basketball too. And okay, well, this is a sports Mount Rushmore and it was great for sports fans too. I know I've been harping on the cultural resonance and that sort of implies, you know, we're looking at it casually, but I don't want to do that. That's not fair to it. It was a good basketball game above all else. At the time, it was the best. We didn't have NBA 2Ks. We didn't have NBA Lives. That was fun. It had real players. It had fun unlockables. You could be Bill Clinton for gosh shakes. How insane is that? It had everything you want in a video game, and it was a sports game. It opened the world of basketball to people. It opened the world of arcades to sports fans. Like, it bridged gaps, and I think that is important when you're choosing this. I think there's very few other games you call as, like, you know, a pillar. And this is a pillar of arcades, and arcades parts of video game, video game dumb. It was wide and vast, and you can never, ever discount their impact. And because of NBA Jam's immense success, 
its ability to draw on fans, its ability to play a fun game of basketball still today, its ingenious programming to get people putting in quarters more to make the games closer. I don't know if we're going to ever see anything like that again culturally with a basketball game and certainly not an arcade. So with that, I think you have to give NBA Jam a spot. All right, so now we have another spot. Let's keep going down the line. Number two, I, I, I'm i going to be honest with you. My fourth spot's up for grabs. But number two, I'm going to go with Madden 2004. Um, first, to get this out of the way, you have to kind of just choose a Madden. I, I don't. I don't think people, if you're if you're about a decade younger than me, if you're not 26, 27 or older, you might not remember how important Madden was. But for a time, Madden was the most important sports game. And Madden 04 exemplified that the most. I think with the addition of owner mode, with Mike Vick on the cover, with how well he played in that game, uh, you had, this was the fourth iteration on the PlayStation 2. And in that generation, so the gameplay was pretty much perfected at this point. And the stars aligned. You had an electric player like Michael Vick. You had a sport that was only growing bigger and bigger. And we're still seeing that today as football is the biggest sport in America. So people cared about it. And you had a game that was critically well-received. A game that was up for Game of the Year awards, right? Like, it wasn't just a sports video game. It went beyond that. And I also think it's... It, I'd be remiss to point out that Madden in this time was really analogous to some of the Call of Duty releases just a few years later. Where it was like, if you were a boy of a certain age, it was assumed you were getting Madden. Or you knew someone who had Madden. Or you were playing Madden. And if you were a sports fan of any kind, you were playing and you're playing Madden. Madden was what everyone did. It was, that's it. Like you knew, everyone knew, everyone could pick up their play. Everyone had their teams. Everyone had players they were good at. Everybody knows Mike Vick. If you mentioned Mike Vick, Madden 04, people know. It's beyond, uh, you know, it's beyond just like a, 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 a truth that Mike Vick's historical significance is also tied to Madden. He would never have been as popular without that Madden cover. And on that note, if he wouldn't have gotten hurt that year and the Madden curse didn't get as uh, injected into the sports culture, I don't think Mike Vick would have been as culturally relevant either. And I think that's a big part of this, is it exemplified how good the gameplay can get in Madden. It exemplified the cultural relevance just because of the curse and the talk of the curse. It, it's uh, gameplay was top notch. The franchise mode was, I would say, like this is it. Like we hit the pinnacle. Everyone was playing franchise modes at that point, and they did it. They said, "We're going all the way. We're giving you the controls of an owner." Done. And you, you could play online in this era too. There were no online franchises, I don't believe, but you could play online in this era. And this is a game that you're growing up like everyone had it. And that's also important in this. Everyone knew it. Everyone had it. The controls were, I think, as streamlined as efficient as you're ever going to see in a football game in terms of, you know, if you're Mike Vick, you could tell people to block for you this way or that way. You could hot route an audible easily, um, change the directions of a run. 
it wasn't quite uh, as robust on the defensive end that we'd see a year later with Madden 05. But I when I I had to choose a Madden here, and I chose 04 because of I think the Mike Vick cover and really no certainly competition with the NFL 2K series, but it was still ahead at this point. You know, this was the last year I think. NFL 2K5. We'd have I have a real hard time putting maybe Madden 05 was better on the field, but if it was bested by a game, I really don't feel like you could put it as Mount 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 Rushmore selection. But Madden 04, I feel confident it was. All right, number three, our third slot in this Mount Rushmore. Who will it be? I, and I thought, do we double up on sports on this list? I think you go a lot of different ways with it. But then I look at how things played out. And and I look a decade later from this next selection. And I looked at this series is still being compared to it. And then you have to remember that this series has been going at it for 20 years. And has been critically acclaimed from the jump. This series continues to be polarizing, yet important and well-loved and adopted and ingrained in sports video gaming forever to a degree that I think is on par with what Madden was in the mid-aughts, and this is NBA 2K11, a game that brought back Michael Jordan, that allowed you to play Michael Jordan's uh, career moments, which brought in a lot of older basketball fans to this series, and this was this was it. Like The match was lit here, and it was over for NBA Live. It, it really took down EA Sports a huge peg I think we could argue that they just lost they got they got beat finally by 2k and it wasn't 2k football it was 2k basketball and I think this is the first time the crown really knocked from their heads really was um it was a knockout blow they just haven't recovered from since this was the year mike wang went back to nba 2k 11 after going for nba live 10 and really putting a strong outing ea sort of jolts back in the arcade direction nba 2k 11 fully goes down the sim path and doubles down on that by getting michael jordan for historical purposes and putting him on the cover of a basketball game was important for many reasons one he hadn't been in basketball games when he was active much, if at all, unless they were him, his licensed game. And, of course, I think we got him in NBA Live 2001 in a very, you know, you could play it on one-on-one street mode or put him on different teams. But it wasn't the same as when he was playing. He did return to games during his Wizards run, but obviously not near the top of his form. So this was also important. Like, this is Michael Jordan is basketball. Michael Jordan wasn't even an NBA jam like we talked out earlier. Michael Jordan is the most important sports figure in the entire world, I'd say. I mean, when we're talking Jordan brand stuff, his success, everyone knows MJ. Those two letters together, it's synonymous. Everyone knows the word the Michael Jordan. Everyone knows the Jumpman logo. So everyone immediately knew this game. And not only did the game have Michael Jordan the game was NBA 2k so it was really good gameplay wise it had a really good franchise mode it had let's let's look it up right now let me just check my player NBA 2k 11 let's see what we got for this 
So there's my there was a my player in NBA 2K11. In fact, that was you could you did you played the combine. So I think that's pretty and this was all single player basically. You weren't playing that online. You were just playing through leveling your guy up the old fashioned way. And this game was huge. This was a game sort of an inflection point in sports gaming. This was the thing that broke out after Madden started going downhill. I think everyone sort of felt it in that Xbox 360 PS3 era as Madden's not as good as it was in the previous generation. So sports gaming-wise, there's like this open gap for somebody to take it. And NBA 2K11 took it. It's sports gaming's number one game if we're removing, you know, like FIFA. In terms of sales, like NBA 2K stays on sales charts for months and months and months and months. NBA 2K, culturally relevant. I remember specifically with NBA 2K11 how much celebrities were tweeting about it. Now, I don't know how much of this was marketing deals with them, but no matter how it happened, the release of NBA 2K11 was known far and wide. Uh, I mean, just to go back anecdotally, my the graphics the first time I saw them wowed me. It looked like a real game. You could play 12-minute quarters, and they come out with realistic scores. It was truly like a sim basketball head's perfect experience, especially when you talk about the historical things that were added to it with the ability to do a, a my career, if you want to be one guy, if you want to play franchise mode, if you want to play online against people, if you want to, what we did, bring your buddies in, do a, do a franchise mode against one another, or either play on the same team. You could do it all. Trade Finder was in that game, I believe, and that changed the game in franchise modes. And it's still being talked about today. It's still being, uh, people compare new NBA 2Ks against this. And we're a decade later. It stood the test of time. I can't think of a NBA 2K that I would necessarily say is better than it overall when you take into account, you know, the era in which it was released. And I think NBA 2K deserves to be on any Mount Rushmore because of how good it's been for 20 years and then also how important it's been to video games. And it's really, it started many conversations over microtransactions. And that's because of how many people play it. It would not be getting that that much uh, publicity if it was played by a minute amount of people. It's played like quite a bit of it's why qu- quite quite the big group is playing NBA 2K year in year out, and so many that traditional sports gaming media has to cover it in a way that they would cover outrage with like a bat- when Battlefront 2 was coming out with microtransactions that people didn't like. And I think only NBA 2K really has been able to shine that spotlight. That's not like an EA, you know, ooh, boogeyman, bad EA. NBA 2K's done that. And it started with 2K11 because it took off. And it became the synonymous sports game. And it came seven years after Madden 04. Boom. Here's the replacement. Every boy 15 years old who's in the sports is probably has experience playing 2K one way or another. So that brings us to our final spot, and this is tough for me. This is very tough. I, I didn't, I didn't, I. So I was thinking Tony Hawk Pro Skater. We go in that direction. We bring, uh, but I couldn't pick one. I couldn't pick one Pro Skater. I think the series is. It might be the most culturally relevant sports game of all time, like with the music, and it got people to pick up the sport and to understand a sport that they'd otherwise have no clue 
what was going on and to bridge cultural gaps between skate kids and sports kids and to bridge cultural gaps in terms of video games and skaters and extreme sports and that it i mean to me that era is just fine by jackass you know bam margera tony hawk pro skater etni like that the it embodies so much not just video games but culture at wide like from your shoes to the music to the language you're speaking to the tv shows you're watching like that game was it that to, play say tony hawk's no pro skater underground or tony hawk's underground that's like 2003 it, that or 2002 whenever it came that's it's 2002 in a box you can't really find th- pieces of art to do that that well but that can and i think tony hawk pro skater 2 and 1 did the same thing i just couldn't pick one i think it's had so much of an impact but it's almost been permeated so much that you can't just pick one thing it's like this entity that lives and breathes and that's almost too big to just choose one so i don't think i'm going to go with that i've I've thought you know like super tech mobile but i wasn't really there for that so i can't speak personally and attest to it but i know it didn't sell as much as like a madden 04 so when it came to football it's like Although it's it's lionized and people definitely there's legends of how good Bo Jackson was. It's I I think you could see I think you could see that Madden 04 bested in pretty much every way. Even and even those like little you know legends about Bo Jackson was bested by Madden 04's Mike Vick. So then I I got deeper into it and it's like do you do NHL 94 and it's like yeah it's probably the best hockey game ever and it was featured in a. a a movie that took off and and that's increased its cultural relevance but hockey's just not that popular in this country unfortunately and then i thought fifa but then i'm like i don't think there's again you can't choose one fifa fifa is very important and very relevant now but soccer's still not super relevant so it's it's sort of like just a bizarre choice like you can't i just couldn't pick one there so then I was like, is there anything recent, right? And then I fell on this. And I think this deserves a fourth spot. And that's Rocket League. Rocket League, I guess maybe an NBA jam, but Rocket League created a sport. Like Rocket League's a new sport. And it's a sport that could only exist in video games. And it's a hugely popular esport. And it makes sense because it's a game that's easy to follow and it has the, you know, it feels like a regular sport. So your instincts and you know how to watch it in a way that you don't know how to watch Street Fighter V. You don't know how to watch Call of Duty or Counter-Strike if you're a viewer of esports, but you know how to watch soccer. You know how to watch cars playing soccer, even though it's not intuitive when you first hear it. But when you see it and play it, you get it. Rocket League's the definition of easy to pick up and play. Like, if you played a racing game, you get it. If you played a sports game, you get it. But as you get better at the game, it changes. It's much like the NFL. Like, those guys are playing a different game than what you or I would play pickup ball. And when you watch pros play Rocket League, it looks different. The game's being played above the field. There's a lot of more acrobatics. And I've never seen a game be able to do that where it's sort of created this sport and then people took it and took it to the next level. 
and are playing it at such a high level that can't be replicated by a layman like me who picks it up and plays. I can't get anywhere close to their skill. And it reminds me of watching a real sport where you watch it and you're like, I could never make that throw Tom Brady made. Give me all the chances in the world. I couldn't do it. And with Rocket League, you get the same thing. It's like, I could never do that. I don't even understand how they understand, how they how the physics are so ingrained in them that they can understand how to get it done. And I think that's amazing that they created a sport out of nowhere and it's just taken off and it embodies gaming culture. It has throughout like its lifespan because it came out in what? 2015. It was a PlayStation plus game. So many people got it and then it sold millions, 10 million copies after that. And it's all over, you know, from, from, from Steam to PlayStation. And then it grows, right? And there's some controversies with the loot boxes and it gets rid of that. And then it gets bought by a bigger studio. And now it's free to play and it's went through this evolution with the gaming industry. Where like, ah, this is a fun little indie title you'd think of. And now it's part of video games it's a place that people hop on talk to their friends daily it's part of everyone in video gaming knows rocket league and not as a sports game but just as a video game that's taken hold and created this thing that's fun to watch and fun to play and i think nba gym kind of does that because basketball isn't two on two but it is sometimes if you're playing pickup but rocket league soccer isn't three cars and a ball soccer isn't three cars and a ball jumping up high but they created a simulation of a sport that doesn't exist so good that it is its own sport and i don't think we can ever discount that and i think it's sort of I don't want to say pinnacle because we're going to keep rising, but it it's sort of been the apex thus far of video games and sports meshing and truly like embodying what the spirit and culture of video games at the moment is. And Rocket League's done that unlike any other. It's sort of devoid of controversy even at this point as they got rid of more loot boxes. It's free to play. It's ultimately accessible. It's ultimately hard to master, and it draws eyes, which is nuts. Like, it's eSports is, is on real channels. People watch it. Money's behind it. And it's truly, like, the number one sports eSports game. Like, it's not – I don't think it's close. I don't think NBA 2K even, like, touches the surface with that. And that speaks to the success of the game, but also, like, the core physics and game gaminess of the game to make it reach that heights so that's my mount rushmore i'd love to hear yours tweet me at adult sports kid so in review we have nba jam rocket league madden 04 nba 2k 11 some good honorable mentions in tony hawk and nhl 94 and the fifa series but i landed on these four i'd like to hear your thoughts so Go ahead, tweet at me at Adult Sports Kid. Comment on this video when it's up. Uh, and yeah, hope to hear from you. All right, we got some news, not much news, 
So let's get to it. Uh, number one bit of news, MX versus ATV Legends announced. Uh, THQ Nordic had a stream where they announced some games. One of them was MX versus ATV Legends. This story is by Steve Noah at Operation Sports. And they released a trailer that you can watch here on Operation Sports. Very generic trailer. Dirt bikes are back. ATVs are back. Uh, quads are there. I We're, you know... Or I don't even know what all these vehicles are. I'm not a vehicle person, sorry. But it looks like an AT... I don't know if a quad and ATV are different, but there's another four-wheeled vehicle you can see in the trailer. So, sporting game out. I love dirt bike games, not as much in the ATV. This is... This game's a little arcadey, but with the PS5 era, I'm more, I'm, I am apt to try some new things. So, I'll wait. THQ Nordic's been a fantastic uh, publisher... We know that they've uh, the Wreckfest game is fantastic. They recently did an upgrade this past summer to PS5, and it makes that game play fantastic and look fantastic on the system, and and truly a fun racing game. And I recommend that one. So we'll see that they're behind this one as well. This is a long-running series, MX versus ATV. Really wish and miss the just MX series, especially some of those games in the PlayStation 2 era that features Travis Pastrana. Some really cool stuff being done there. But I will uh, I'll hold out for um, that if it ever happens again. Uh, next piece of news, and we're going to... Let me reorder this news to save the best for last. We have FIFA 22 from Sports Gamers Online. FIFA 22 early access dates announced. And you can play FIFA 22 for 10 hours if you have an EA Play subscription starting September 22nd. Um, and the full game releases October 1st. Uh, news on that same front for NHL 22. This again from Sports Gamers Online. The NHL 22 early dates have been announced, early access dates, and you'll be able to play from October 7th, eight days before release on October 15th. Uh, also from Operation Sports, we have news from Steve Noah. F1 2021 adds Portimayo, Aston Martin safety car, and more. So there is a patch. F1 2021 has added Portimayo, home of the Portuguese Grand Prix, along with the Aston Martin safety car, complementing the existing Mercedes AMG GTR. The team has released patch 1.10 and a new trailer with information of all upcoming updates and free content. And you can see this trailer on Operation Sports. Uh, just to, So just a free update. Gave players a new circuit, which they promised. There are three circuits they're going to release. This is the first of three. They added the safety car, which is, I believe, for authenticity greetings, I'm guessing. I haven't played much F1 in a couple months at this point now. But uh, the safety car has been added to, it looks like, a little over 10 tracks, where I assume it's added in real life. So, good to see them continue to update that game, live up to their promises of updating that game. And now, to talk about our final stories. Final story, and the finish on updating promises, with some disappointing news, is Madden 22 scouting update pushed to mid-October. So, originally this was dated in September. This article is from Operation Sports and Steve, Steve Noah saying EA's provided more details for the upcoming Madden NFL 22 scouting update, which has been pushed to mid-October after mentions of September release. I think we all thought that, uh, you know, 
thing in today's day and age it kind of expect a bump in in the a delay which is a shame but it's happened uh some details they did they did release they said the update you'll get a full scouting department you'll get in-depth scouting reports including player physicals traits and ratings news content that will move players up or down the media big board mock drafts providing a snapshot of who teams are interested in throughout the season um and a reminder to players you will have to restart your franchise when this update goes out for it to take effect so disappointing the delay but ultimately you know they claimed it was to make it a bug-free experience so let's cross our fingers and hope it is there's been another major bug impacting Madden that we notice in our online franchise, and that's progressive fatigue. It does seem to be broken. Computer teams do not manage it well at all, and by the end of the season, they're huffing and puffing. Um, so I saw someone mention on Twitter, and I hope this is the case. Maybe you fix both things at once. Maybe by mid-October, we'll have a full scouting uh, you know aspect of franchise mode working and progressive fatigue working i was really loving the idea of progressive fatigue but super disappointed that nobody play tested whether the computer can deal with it i think stuff that's that's just very i don't know it irritates me coming from you know who works somewhat in that space that you don't test that like that's part of it like what do you mean you didn't like you you gotta check if the computers can do it or just don't have it or just do it arbitrarily for them if you don't trust them to use the same system. But to, to screw it up to the point where I'd rather the computer have no stamina and I only I have to manage it than them mismanage it and always be tired. I, so I, I'm sort of flabbergasted that making it through it, the cracks and really not being patched yet in any way. Because again, just you can turn it off and that's the workaround. But it's a shame because I would love to I'd love to do it for my team. I think there was a fun little challenge. So as we saw, as we said a few weeks ago, Madden franchise mode is better. It's certainly not perfect, but you look at this, I guess this is one of the positives of gaming nowadays. We can always patch it folks. So I want to thank you for joining me for another week of news for the Mount Rushmore discussion. Uh, it was a really fun week, a fun discussion. I'd love to hear from you more at adult sports kid on Twitter Follow us on uh, wherever you find your podcast. Like, comment, review, tell a friend if you had a good time today. And as always, have a good one, everybody. Mm-hmm.